Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, intermittent fasting, Murgatroyd. <laughs> yes. Hi. How are you? I am delicious on this. Well, I'm not so delicious because I'm fasting right now. There's not a lot of deliciousness in my life, other than the fact that I get to sit across this beautiful table with this beautiful woman named Kimberly. Ah, isn't that sweet? And that delicious cup of bone broth in your hand. <sighs> So, Do you know people don't like that sound, right? Oh yeah, it's a thing. It's a genetic thing. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the evolution of our schedule, right? So a few weeks ago, if people listened, they heard us uh, fight it out and fix our schedule from you gifting me that one hour of time into a schedule that actually was a bit more fair and reasonable. Do you like how I slid that in there? <coughs> Insert sarcasm. Go ahead. Insert sarcasm. So everybody, you know, kind of listened to us hash it out. I got a lot of messages about it and it was apparently enjoyable for most to hear us fight. But what came out of it is I get, you know, my gift of an hour in the morning and then I get a two or three hour block in the afternoon and you have kind of the same, but reversed. You have like a bigger block in the morning and a shorter block in the afternoon. And it's been working as far as like the time goes and on paper, but now it's time to take that schedule to the next level because what I realized last week is we are being incredibly inefficient because we're still both complaining that we don't have enough time to get things done. But I think both of us, I'm just going to call us both out, we're being cre- incredibly inefficient in what we were doing. And I can, I mean, I can definitely speak for myself and just say, I didn't have a plan. And, you know, my 11 o'clock hour would happen and it would be more 
over I, I will have been more overwhelmed and I would just go into self-care and go for a walk and talk to my friends on the phone and food prep and all of the things versus actually getting the work done that I needed to get done. And so we made a shift in our schedule, right? I'm just I'm kind of like following along as you're explaining that that progression. You're right. That's exactly how it sounded, right? If it was first it was first us duking it out. So let's let's give ourselves some some grace here. I mean, nobody had you know, COVID-19 planned into their lives. You and then, didn't have it scheduled. Right. And then one day this bitch shows up and we're trying to figure out how to scramble and how to make it happen and how to readjust our entire life. Oh, and by the way, there's a five-year-old that's living with you 24 hours a day. Oh, and by the way, the five-year-old can't interact with anybody else. I mean, like- Well, and, it, but more that what we talked about the other day is in addition to that, there's also the stress, you dealing with panic, the the general over overriding uh, stress that comes with when is this going to be over? Um, business stress. Are we going to be able to do our upcoming event in Greece? Like all of those things, coupled with the five year old, coupled with the schedule, coupled with self care, the gyms being closed, the beaches being closed, all of that together basically creates this massive ball of what the F and you have to figure it out. So then when you're, when you only have a couple of hours a day to like clear your head, it's, it's survival. Like we have, we scheduled ourselves in blocks, but I found that we were using our blocks for survival and they weren't outcome driven. Because if I look at the last month, there hasn't been a whole lot of outcome from it. So I think we survived and we put in a nice little block time. But now I think it's time to to work it. I think the win actually was surviving. And <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I really do. I think I think the win was actually the self-care. Because I'm going to tell you that there is going to be, I don't want to go down too much of a tangent here, but there is there are going to be... My prediction is divorces, certainly bankruptcies, certainly mental issues that are around this. And if, you know, if we had an unproductive month, but we remained married, family stayed intact, and we were able to continue to spin all the plates that we need to spin without dropping anything, minus just being productive, it's a win for me. I don't give a shit. It's fine. But your point is taken that. At this point, we've got to move forward um, because now this is a new normal, and this is the way it is, and it looks like it might be this way for another for another another month. So, you know, look, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I, I have not been prepared for, and was very unknown to me, and I, I don't. You know, we don't have to go into detail with, you know, anxiety and panic. I'm not one who suffers we, from well, that. Well, we did that on the last episode. That, that'll live on a different episode. I don't know what the title is. Find it. Um, <laughs> just, you have the time. Yeah, you have you have the time. It's not. It's not. It's last it's, Friday. It's, it's, it's yeah. That's right. It's last Friday, which came out Sunday because we were late. Um, <laughs> there you go. Hence the scheduling. Hence the scheduling. So I think I think the first thing that. I would advise people who are in this situation. I do have, you know, a lot of people in our our uh, in our Saturday group are saying like, you know, how are you doing this in with the mastermind. kids? In our mastermind. Yeah, how are you doing, virtual mastermind, that's what the word I was looking for. How are you doing this with your children? How are you making this happen? And the truth is we're throwing shit against the wall and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I can tell you this, 
when we had a day where we didn't put the schedule together, it was a shit show. When we did put the schedule together, it worked. So a couple of a couple of tips that I want to put out for people that are more linear and anally minded like me and high on the, <laughs> you know, high in the- If uh, you're anally minded, does that make you a shithead? Mm, that was pretty good. You're welcome. That was pretty good. Here's here's what we're doing. Here's what we're using now for a strategy. The night before, I'm asking Kim, what would tomorrow look like if it was a win? No, the first question is, what is everything that's on your minds that you would love to get done tomorrow? And then she'll run down. Well, I'd like to have a shower. You know, that usually, <laughs> did you hear it usually that? starts with- Did you hear that with, intonation? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the emphasis on my syllable? Um, I'd like to have a shower. That's usually the first thing. So I know that I need to make sure <laughs> that- like, Kim needs self-care. <laughs> Kim needs a shower. The other thing is uh, I need to, I just need some free time to be able to walk around. Now, very rarely is that something that Kim- verbally will say. She will make sure that I get my free time. Sophia gets her nonstop food all day long, um, but will put herself last as I think a lot of a lot of women tend to do. Men don't give a shit. So I know that shower is important. I know that time for her walk is important or time to get out is important. So I'm making notes of all these different things. And then I'm asking her, what would, like, if you reach the end of the day tomorrow, what would a win look like for you with work, personally? And I'm trying to trigger different questions. And she's like, well, you know, if I had this for my business and that for my business, and if I had this personally and that personally, and so I just jotted them all down. And then um, I put it together in blocks. So we've got, you know, basically there are like five blocks that we came up with that just sort of is working now for our schedule. And within those blocks, she's doing those things. And the big tweak is we're going to measure how successful we are now by the end of the day and say, you know, at the very bottom of the sheet, it says something like, you know, what was your top priority for the day or what's your top outcome or what would be a win for you? Yeah, the outcomes. The outcomes. And, we and just, these are business-driven outcomes. And they're business-driven. And we just picked two of them. I have one or I have one or two. I'm putting together a uh, a webinar for people that are uh, at a point now where they're considering doing career pivots and making significant changes in their lives. So I'm going to work on that this morning. So my win would be to complete the webinar and everything associated with it. Um, and I'm also, <clears throat> we're also in the process of writing a book. And so, um, my win there would be to, uh, to get two crappy pages of the book written. <laughs> Way to sell it. No, that's what, that's, that, that's a, uh, that's, that's a technique I got from Tim Ferriss. It's right. You, you write two crappy pages because what happens is when you're trying to write a book, you're like, you think that the prose you're going to write the book in is yeah. going to be the book, but it's not. So you yeah. might as well just say, I'm going to write two crappy pages. It gives, it's like, you can always edit. It's stupid idea time. Yeah. It gives you the freedom to say, I'm just going to write two shitty pages. Yeah. And I like that for me. So that's, that's how I'm holding it. Yeah. And so for me today, I'm going to put together an opportunity call for people that want to look into building residual income, something like that. And then I have some other minimal things that I need to do. So we got the framework of the schedule that we've been working with for a month. We've got the actionable items and outcomes that we want by the end of the day. And we have built into the schedule specific time for the self-care stuff that we need. So I feel confident on day one that we're going to have a really good day. 
And I'm literally taking this day by day to see what needs to be tweaked for the next day and how we go. Like, for example, we did not build in time to do this podcast right now. Yeah, we and missed so it. We missed, we that, missed one. that. So right now that's going to eat up somebody's time and someone's going to be pissed about it. And that someone I'm hoping is Rob and not me. Thank you. You're welcome. So take one for the team. So that's that on the schedule. But the other big thing that we needed to schedule in was date night in some couple time because we had that before. So couple time and having date night. And, you know, I know you're going to be hopefully interviewing John Gottman soon and you brought up his new book and the theory behind his new book and we've used his stuff in the past. And so the next thing that we put into the schedule is a weekly date night, right? Yeah, it's, it's you know how you know when you know, look, man, we've got a lot of plates we're trying to do, right? We're trying to spin the work plate, the work out plate, the the father, the mother, like all these different divisions that we have in our life we're trying to we're trying to do and make happen. But for whatever the reason is, it's the relationship is always the last one because it doesn't it never seems like a priority because like it's functioning. But I just know that if we don't take the time proactively to put into the relationship, then we're going to wind up in trouble when we come out of this. So I'm getting ahead of this by reading Gottman's uh, new book. And if you don't know who Gottman is, um, he's really, he's, he's a researcher. He's not a, uh, he's not a, a therapist, but he can identify what makes couples work and what makes them not work. And he's got a new book out now uh, called uh, eight dates, eight, the number eight dates. And it, they are open-ended questions for you to have a dialogue on your date night with your spouse and pre- preferably designed not to incite a riot, uh, you know, uh, but it's a little risky, I suppose, doing it at this COVID time, but we're going well, to give it a than, shot. But it's but the whole premise of us even having a date night, because we have to do it within the confines of the house and there's no going out to eat. And, you know, we have to figure out the proper time to be able to do that. One, and then when you work together and do projects together and, you know, have all of this going on, when we are typically together, we're talking about some project we're working on, some way to elevate our business, some way to help our mastermind group. It typically revolves around those things. And I think having a scheduled night with a format that pushes us to not talk about business and family and stuff like that, I think is super important. One of the things that I find interesting about the first chapter of the book is they're talking about infidelity. And what's interesting about infidelity is the way that it works is not so much that, you know, oh my God, I want to have an affair with this woman or this guy. It's when the person doesn't feel that they can have... Um, a connection, a conversation with the other person, a fantasy happens in their mind and not that kind of fantasy. A fantasy in their mind happens where they magically start to think that if they if they were to have this conversation with a different person, it would be received differently. And they start saying, well, you know, like he's clearly ignoring me or she's clearly um, shutting down everything that I have to say. And so there becomes this imaginary person in their mind. And then that imaginary person as manifestation works, when they have a conversation with somebody who's listening to them, they listen and they're like, oh, this is, see, I was right. I can have a conversation and she listens to me. 
the problem is that that happens with her too. So, you know, what he does is there's a hundred things that you have to go through on the first date where you have to tick off the boxes of all of the things that the person that you're married to or in a committed relationship with you that you've gone through together and that you've done well together. And it's like, um, you know, it's like, has, has your spouse cared for one of your parents when they needed it? And you go like, yes. And that was amazing. And so there's all these kinds of things like- That like, like trigger. Like a hundred of them don't apply, but like, you know, he does a hundred because he said, I know 20 or 30 are not going to apply to you. Yeah. But when but you're done with it, you have 60 or 70 of them. We forget, you yeah. know, we, we get off on this like tangent in life and we forget the meaning that the other person has and all of the things that you've done together mm-hmm. as a couple. And the date night is the reminder of those things. In the same way that you said to me this morning, hey, I'm going to do a five-day um, reset. Do you want to do it with me? I'm like, what is it? And you're like, well, you know, one of the components is, uh, is intermittent fasting. So, you know, and I was like, well, why do you want to do it? And you said, well, you have to change, right? You have to change it up. And you change have to, requires change. Change requires change. And you have to change it up and you have to try new things. But we don't think of it that way when it comes to relationships. It's like, we'll look at our workout and yeah. we'll put more attention on changing the workout and thinking about it and asking questions about it, modifying it, seeing the way that we can make it better, being more But we don't do that about, with our relationship. Don't do it with our well, relationship. Well, we are now. We are now. On, on Wednesdays, Wine Wednesday. I don't even know why we would even call two, it Wine Wednesday because it's wine gla- every day. He said two glasses. The third one makes you fight. Yeah, the third one makes us fight. Okay, the last component now, I think of of building the perfect schedule is finding out what your children want. And Sophia, can you join us for this? So Sophia, what do you want to get accomplished in your day? What would make your day great? Because I think it's really important to add what a kid wants, right? To the schedule. So what would you love to do in your day that when you go to bed tonight, you'll say, I had the best day ever? Um... Never fighting. Never fighting. That's good. And what would you love to do, though? Would you love to do... Um, I would love to paint outside or inside and, like, go to the park with Daddy and me and Mommy can fly a kite. You want to fly a kite? That sounds fun. And I just got one for Easter. You did. We should actually do, if you want today, I don't know how the weather is, but if you want, we can go fly a kite. It's sunny because Mommy told me. Okay, well then let's go to, you want to go to the park today and then fly a kite, the new one you got? Okay, so building into our schedule now, we have to, you know, have... Rob's work blocks, mommy's work blocks. Sophia works blocks. And Sophia's work blocks. And then things that light you up and make you excited too. So me and you can paint outside today. We'll fly a kite. Maybe we'll do some science experiments. Yeah. I have a YouTube channel. And you have a, you want to plug She's always plugging You want to plug your YouTube channel? What's it called? Um, Sophia TV. Yep. Super Sophia TV. And on there, what do we do? We do science experiments. If you really like my banana one, it's good because you actually get to eat it. It has yummy sprinkles. Yeah, the and chocolate it's co- chocolate. The chocolate covered banana is amazing. So yeah. do you Sophia, do you think it's important that mommies and daddies ask their kids what's important to them and what they want to do in a day? Um Do you think it's important that we find out what you want to? Yeah. 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 It makes it fair, right? So everybody gets what they want. 
Probably. Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. A little bit. We Goodbye. are We are doing the best we can in the midst of all of the chaos. So please um, bear Give with us. Give yourself some grace. We are, we are a real family with a five-year-old and the dog uh, all home together. So we are doing the best that we can. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Oh, <laughs> My God. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.